make you feel safer in every way. Your local airport TSA. We are here to save your life. But first we have to feel up your wife. We'll put two fingers in her vagina to make sure that she's not Al-Qaeda. Better just do what we say. We're your local airport TSA. So if you could all just be patient, we'll give each one of you full penetration with the Transportation Security Administration. The Transportation Security Administration. We give hell to anyone who says no. Here cause your government says so We'll go through your bags and steal your cash Or the marijuana that you tried to stash We do what we want to and it's okay Your local government TSA So if you could all just be patient Our scanners cause cancerous radiation Soon we'll be at malls and stadiums across the nation Here to fuck up your vacation The Transportation Security Administration we're the Transportation Security Administration. The Transportation Security Administration. It's the Reprobate Travel Cast. What up, people? I got Chris Cohen, comedian extraordinaire, in the studio. We're going to have some fun today, man. Uh, got a lot of stuff on the plate here to get to. Um, I wanted to... Um, how, how are you, first of all, Chris? Uh, not too bad. Busy, busy. Yeah? Yeah, just doing a lot of shows here. Uh, hit, got stuck in the uh, benefit show loop, but uh, it's all right. It's all for good cause. That's cool. So you're helping people out. Uh, I don't know. I tell jokes and somebody raises money for stuff. So, yes, I guess so. I'm a good person. That's cool. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a little karma points, you know? I need the help. I've done enough bad, so. Uh, we opened the show with the TSA song. And uh, I wanted to just say something really quick. A shout out to TSA agent Don Williams. I make fun of the TSA a lot. And it is, I don't like the TSA in general because, um, well, I have my reasons, but I, I don't really think they're even necessary. But uh, when they do something right, I do want to uh, give them some praise. And TSA agent Don Williams found $9,500 <clears throat> at the airport that somebody had lost, and he returned it to the rightful owner. And, uh, you know, I, we need more people like him. Yeah, I guess my question would be, uh, good for Don, my question would be, how do you leave behind $9,500? Yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, clearly put it through the scanner, so, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, before I grab my laptop or, I don't know, my watch, I would be like, yeah, oh, yeah, I might want to grab that $9,500. Yeah, no shit, man, 9500 Who carries that with them? I mean, You're only allowed to carry, look, if you carry more than ten grand. Right. 
Yeah, I, and I, you know, because we are the land of the free, even though you're not allowed to smoke a joint or carry a certain amount of money and you have to get pat down all the time and shit like that. So what, you know? It's freedom. That's liberty, Chris. Well, it lands the free, but you're, when you're in the air, I guess anything goes. Yeah, except at an <laughs> airport. Then the Constitution, and not uh, patting somebody down without um, some sort of probable cause, the Constitution is out the window at the airport. Let me tell you, I don't even think they'll stop terrorists, the TSA, first of all. And second of all, um, name one other job where you can go, look at that nine-year-old. I want to feel him up. Let, yeah, get him over here. And these guys, believe me. Yeah, I just read a story. Little little girl hugs her grandma, and they go, oh, she might have a gun. When have you heard of a six-year-old pulling out a pistol and going, this plane's going to fucking Cuba or something? Never. Seven times last week, actually. Right, yeah. You should pay more attention to the news. Give me a break, man. It's crazy. Six-year-olds are out of control. I've been, I've been blogging about it. They are. Little six-year-old Al-Qaeda that just, plotting to blow up the Chuck E. Cheese well, it's just for like, Allah. It's it's hilarious. It's the classic, you know, we don't want to look like we're profiling anyone, so let's grab the six-year-old to show how even keel we are. It's just, it's counterintuitive, but, you know, it keeps everybody happy. It keeps them from being sued, so. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't It's just funny with the guy with the $9,500. I mean, it just blows my mind that he would, one, that you would carry that much. You have the right to. It's just, that's pretty dangerous. It's like, uh. I used to drink with this guy right out of high school, and he was—he used to like—he used to get drunk at bars and be like, "Yeah, I don't trust banks. That's why I keep a grand in my boot." And I'm like, "Yeah, that you might not want to announce that at a bar." Yeah, where, when you're drunk at a bar. Hey, everybody! I've got lots of money in my boot. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust banks, but let me tell you, fifteen bikers about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's hey chainsaw when he leaves. Let's get him. Yeah, guys with pull cues in their hands. I mean. Even if you're not tough and someone turns their back, they have a thousand in your boot and you're having a bad week, you might give it the old college try, as they say. Uh, what else did I... Oh, um, I also wanted to say uh, tell you about... Uh, I just did an episode in Louisville, Kentucky at the Improv. It was our 420 Spectacular podcast, our 25th episode. And um, I'm, I'm telling you, we got way more traffic on that episode than I've ever gotten. Our our numbers uh, on on Twitter and our our listeners are growing by leaps and bounds. I want to thank the good people at Blueberry.com. That's b l u b r r y dot com. They've been really good to us. They've uh, featured the show. They give us a shout on on Twitter. I love these guys. And uh, let me tell you, if if you ever thought about having a podcast, it's not that hard. If if I can do it, anybody could do it. Believe me. And and I think uh, Blueberry's the site you want to go to. They make it easy for you. I, I at first had problems because I'm computer illiterate. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. But I shot them an email. They shot me an email right back almost immediately um, and helped me out. It's just a great company. And uh, they don't pay me to say this or anything, but uh, I love Blueberry.com. And uh, if I ever see the team over there out at a bar or something, I'm kissing each and every one of you on the mouth. So... I don't know. Maybe they'll stop being nice. They, to they probably will now. Yeah, I might have. I might have just cock blocked the whole deal. <laughs> now, that's how you can tell an endorsement is ringing when you get nothing from it, and you're like, you know what? These people were cool. I'm. I'm all about it. So, yeah, you should check them out. Definitely. Yeah, they're 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 great. Um, and uh, I just I'm just excited that our that our audience is getting um, bigger so quickly. Like, we had a, a few hundred hits. In um, March and April, it looks like we're going to break that big time, like it, uh, more than double it. So we're looking good. 
Um, and only 100 of those were you, right? Like 230. Okay. And my mom's good for about 200. Good for mom. My mom doesn't listen to the podcast. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't get her to listen. She's like, it's so long. Why don't you just make it like 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you give me that much time. Is it a commercial? Can I watch it between my stories? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's too busy, man. She's she's always working. But um, oh, uh, oh, did you have any um, any exciting news from the week that uh, you wanted to tell the audience about, or anything like that? No. Well, oh, oh, tell us about your um, Twitter war with uh, the Amish dude. That's pretty funny. Uh, this is amazing. Chris Cohen, by the way, does comedy all over the country. Um, he he's a really funny guy. I've actually worked with him a few times, so just I wanted to give him a little background on you. But no, that's cool. No. So t- tell us what happened. Well, I do a blog five times a week, and and that's chriscohencomedy.com. Right. Yeah. Okay. Chris Normal C O E N Comedy dot com. It's it's free. You know, I blog about whatever. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes you just blog about the most inane things ever, right? Sometimes I go on these rants about stuff. Sometimes I just blog about people at the grocery store. Whatever. Well, last night I was I was pretty, you know, relaxed. I was watching TV, and they had a show on Nat Geo, which in my blog, you know, they call it Nat Geo now because apparently we're too stupid to say geography. Right. Which <laughs> Geography's too long of a word. I don't like big words. <laughs> so, uh, but the show was, it was literally entitled, like, about the Amish and the guy that they had that featured, it's the mainstay of the show, is a guy who works with those who leave the Amish community, and he referred to his group of people as the ex-Amish, okay? Okay. So I did a blog about the pros and cons of being Amish because the show also centered around a girl who was 16, had a rough family life, and she wanted to join the Amish in Missouri because she was all about, like, a stable family. And to her, those people have good family values, you know, you can, you know, whatever. But it's obviously, if you've never been Amish, it's extremely hard to break in. And they even had an Amish bishop talking, hey... We they get, don't just let you in? No, you have to go through these things because they don't trust outsiders. The English is what they call Americans. Or okay. the English to them. And they like they you have to speak German. Uh, you have to read the German Bible. You have to do certain things. You have to give up technology. You have to pretty much say goodbye to most of your family because they don't want outside influences. Whatever. Wow. So that, that's what it's about. That's so, intense, man. It's pretty intense. But, you know, I guess... They don't want, like, a reporter sneaking in, doing an expose. You know, you can see their reasons why. Sure. You know, good for them, whatever. I would never do it. You know, I can't go 10 minutes without a- checking my me, phone. Ask me if I would do it. Oh, I'm sure you would. Just ask me. Would you do it? Fuck no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, so what do we have to do? Well, you can't drink. I'm out. Like, no, man. <laughs> uh, That's too much right there. Well, I'm we haven't right. even started. Like, no, that's good enough. I'm good. No, no, you got Thanks. me. Thanks. Sorry to waste your time. Uh, but anyways, so I just did a really inane vlog about, you know, pros and cons. And this guy, who I don't even know if he follows me, and I didn't have really time to research it. I just caught it before he came over here. He basically said in a rebuttal, hey, you know, my parents are Amish. I chose not to be, but I'm not ex-Amish. I don't know where you came up with this term. Uh, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. But you didn't come up with the term. You heard the like, guy. I heard that. it from an Amish guy who called himself and his group of people ex-Amish. Okay. So what so are, there is a group called the ex-Amish. That's what they call themselves. And they're you, Amish. You know, they're Amish. So like, tell Jabadiah to go fuck himself. Well, Say, yeah. hey, go churn some butter and kiss my ass. I, I'm waiting to see what Go grow a funny is. beard. But of all the blogs I've done bitching about just the most disgusting people on earth, I did a blog about the Amish not really bashing them, just like 
bringing up some things I saw on the show. Sure. And of course, the the first tweet I get for a blog in three weeks, other than "Hey, nice blog," blah blah blah, is a, an Amish guy on Twitter bitching about my blog. <coughs> first of all, what's an Amish dude doing on Twitter? Exactly. Oh wait, he's a, he's a, he's not ex Amish. He's not Amish. He's I guess. Uh, one who chose not to take the lifestyle. Which, that annoys me whenever your title has, like, a lot of words in it. Like, yeah. The artist formerly known as Prince, like, okay, you're just Prince. Right? I'm the guy who chose not to hit myself in the dick with the hammer a bunch of times. Right, I think we all fall on that. But you don't need, <laughs> yeah, a, you don't need a five-sentence build-up to that. So, so my response was very basic. I said, hey, you know, I just do a comedy blog. Uh, it's like, if you have a problem, take it up with Nat Geo and this Mose Gingrich guy who called himself ex-Amish. No ill will. So I'm dying to see what his response is. Probably nothing. But it reminds me, like, this guy posted on my wall in MySpace like four years ago. Uh, it was a Steelers fan, buddy of mine. Something about the Bengals. He posted it on my wall. Six months later, a guy sees that. Why he's scoping MySpace six months later to look at old posts. I Why is he even on MySpace? Th- that that also, also really. a good point. You know, and he's like, yeah, well, the Steelers suck. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so... I catch this like three months after, so I make this really sarcastic comment back to the guy like, yes, they may suck almost as bad as people who scan other people's MySpace pages <laughs> and comment on wall posts from people not associated with the original page. <laughs> right. So this a year passes, and then this fucking asshole's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you're a faggot. It Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm It took a, him a while to think of something. Yeah, and he had a great response. I mean, he called me a faggot. It took is, him a year to think up faggot? Yes. I heard the Amish just got MySpace. Mm. I heard they're allowed to use it. It's not considered then technology. Maybe this has been brewing for years. Maybe this <laughs> MySpace isn't technology. You're fine with it. The Amish want to take me down, but they don't have electricity. So when they get it, I'm screwed. Right. They're going to assault me it's, from all social networks. It's bound to happen. Yeah. It's a I was on, Amish people can be dicks, bro. I've run into several Amish people, and I've had bad experiences with... I'm not saying they all are. Uh, and I'm not saying, like, all TSA agents are pedophiles. Right? That, that, you can't, like, lump people in. Exactly, right. You know? So, but I am saying I have had a couple of bad experiences with Amish. I was on a train once, and um, I was running a train on this Amish girl, and she got all mad. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. I was on a train. I was on an Amtrak <laughs> going to um, Vegas. And there was this Amish family. And I said, hey, I write a blog. Can I get my picture with you for my blog? And the guy goes... No. And he was a dick about it. And I was like, dude, sorry. I'll just, uh, you know what? That's fine. I'll just use a picture off that oatmeal box. You know? Same sense. thing. I'll just say it was you. Well, apparently they don't believe in getting their picture taken. Like, I got no problem with people's religious beliefs, you know. I, I'm oh, very, that's why he wouldn't let me. Th- I think that has something to do with it. But, oh. you know. So I'm the asshole is what you're saying. Probably, yes. Oh. <laughs> just wanted to ruin your good feelings. <laughs> No, like, I don't have a problem with people's lifestyle. Do what you want to. This is America for a limited amount of time, apparently. Right, but, uh, yeah. I just, you know, I'm just commenting like, hey, I saw this show. It's on TV. Millions watched it. This is what my thoughts were about it. And I didn't even, like, bash them for doing their thing. And this guy makes a comment. So it's just like, hey, you know, it's like the classic, I think it's funny when you make fun of every single group on earth. However, you made fun of Simone Midgets. And by God, I won't stand for that. You yeah. Know, it's that asshole. It's right. that mentality. Like, Oh, it's great when you attack everyone else, but, you know, I had an aunt once who had lupus, and you said something about it in your blog, and I'm like, I don't even know what lupus is. It just sounded funny to me. Right. I can't explain it. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what lupus is. Exactly. I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. It sounds like a werewolf disease or something. It sounds like a kid you'd hang out with in grade school. Hey, you know, me, Steve, and lupus are going to play (laughs) some hoops. He's from cheery old England, old lupus. (laughs) 
so I don't know. Whatever. Just more more fuel to the fire. It, just, it blew my mind that the one attack I got this week was from an, an Amish guy on Twitter. Well, fuck him. Yeah. You know? Hey, he's going to hear that in 17 years when he listens he will. to vlogs, so you better watch You know yourself. the good thing about fucking Amish girls is uh, in the morning you could use their hats as coffee filters. Did you know that? That is true. It is. Caffeine's out long, And though. boy, do they make a good breakfast. <laughs> that was one of my blog points. Holy Always shit. a home-cooked meal. Holy so there's a pro. Shit. Oh, the Amish can cook, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. A lot of funny shit happened in the travel news I wanted to talk to you about. So um, we'll be right back with comedian Chris Cohen. Yeah, we'll be right back. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like an Amish guy on the shitter. But I still use my Twitter My people said leave technology alone But I still want to use my iPhone I'm like an Amish guy in a truck Technology's bad but I don't give a fuck I wonder why I ain't got no friends it's cause I'm always on Twitter fucking with comedians. Thank you for inspiring that song, <laughs> Chris Cohen. I appreciate that, man. The Amish Twitter guy. The oxymoron of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> Barn building at five. Retweet. <laughs> Favorite. Favorite. Uh, Real quick, everybody. um, I'm on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, under Reprobate2012, you can follow Chris Cohen at Chris Cohen Comedy on Twitter, right? Yep. C-O-E-N. Don't put that gay H in there. Chris Cohen. (laughs) It's Cohen. Uh, What about, like, the name Aaron? A-A-R-O-N. That's a traditional spelling. It's, of it. it's stupid. And, and Lloyd with two L's. So if I, I would always wanted to, if I ever have a kid, I want to name him Aaron Lloyd Anarino. Aaron Lloyd Anarino. Fuck them all up. I hate when people spell names weird and then they get offended that you don't spell them right. Yeah. I ran into a lady last week and she's like, oh, Chris with a K. And I'm like, no, with a CH. She goes, oh, really? I'm like, what do you mean, really? Like 98% of people named Chris, I spell it with a C-H. If Sorry you're a dude and you. your name's Chris with a K, dude. You probably have a last name with K. And look how that worked out for the Kardashians. So don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Well, they got $40 million. Okay, do it. Yeah, Just no. Just bang Chris everybody. With a K. <laughs> yes, and that's, be annoying. Right. That's like a girl name, dude. Chris with a K. Yeah, I don't know. Chris. Who knows? Maybe I was one beer away from being K, Chris. Who knows? Chris and I are going to the club to listen to some techno. To spell K, club with a K, though. Club. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, also, we have a Facebook fan page, the Reprobate Travel Cast fan page, so check that out. And if you like the show and you want to support us, check us out on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a nice comment. That helps our visibility. If you do that, I will come to your house and give you a happy ending, and that's a guarantee. So You've never failed so far. It's true. There's a there's twelve comments I think and I that's a that's a dozen that's a dozen let's I, I uh, my arm was killing me at the end of that day. Um, 
So I'm going to Tampa, bro. Nice. Um, and I looked online. There's programs that you could type in. I'm leaving Columbus, going to Tampa, and it'll uh, calculate how much money it is in gas. Yeah. And not only that, but it'll also find flights on kayak and tell you com- so you can look right on the screen and compare. Interesting. Yeah, it's awesome, huh? So I looked $128. It's about 1000 some miles. Uh, $128 in gas. Does it uh, have a uh, like algorithm to account for rising gas prices? Yeah, I think it does. Like you get halfway there, it's like just kidding. Uh, that's four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry Psych. about that. Or bad. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to drive it. I'm going to drive. I'm going to stop somewhere on the way and do a nice little podcast from some weird spot. And uh, I'm just looking forward to it. The Improv in Tampa is just my it's my favorite room. So let's get into the news. What do you say? Why not? A lot of funny shit going down. Uh, apparently these these. Guys, uh, I don't have the story pulled up, but I just, you were listening with me. Yeah. These guys were partying, and where was it? Was it in Thailand? Somewhere there was a SeaWorld, and they were partying real hard, man. Maybe there's not a SeaWorld in Thailand, I don't know. Well, anyways, they, they, they were partying, and they got really fucked up, and they woke up the next day, and there was a penguin in their hotel room. A.K.A. The Hangover is uh, what the... Yeah, it's a lot like is. The Hangover. So this, so they, like, dumped it in a canal or something, the dicks. And they looked at their video on their phone, and apparently there was video of them <laughs> fucked up swimming in the dolphin tank with the dolphins at, like, 2 in the morning. I want to fucking party with these guys, except I would have made them take the penguin back. That's fucked up to leave it in a fucking canal, man. Well, here's... Thank God that we're old enough not to have social networking and camera phones when we were that age. Oh, dude, yeah. But here's the thing. If you wake up and there's a, a penguin in your room and you're in a foreign country, you might want to immediately delete the video. Like, I'm sure it gets some chuckles from your buddies. But now <laughs> they, like, they're going to court for, what, theft of a protected animal? Yeah, theft of a protected, a protected species. Dude, that's got to be trouble. Dude, that's like international bullshit right there. You've got, like, mm. UN court coming after you. I just... Yeah, but God. they had a great time. Yeah, that's true. I just think of all the times... Because I remember when I was in a fraternity, one of the things that they said not to do was MTV was hawking some reality shows back then. Mm-hmm. And they were like... And our head of Greek life, who I had my beefs with, he goes, if a, if a reality show comes to your fraternity house says we want to do a reality show on you... Turn them down, and we're all like, yeah, we're 19, 20, 20. We're like, whatever. We'll be superstars, yeah, man. We'll be so cool. Well, there's a problem is then you go to jail because you're boozing up 17-year-old girls right. who came with their sisters, and it's it just a mess. So the fact these guys videotaped it uh, shows that they're probably pretty stupid. Listen, when you have a bottle of Jack in you, you're not really thinking shit through. Oh, trust me, I, I'm on board with that. <laughs> you know, uh, it seems like a good idea to jump in the dolphin tank and videotape that shit for YouTube. Last time I drank a bottle of Beam, I uh, faced over into the side of a trailer at a four-day concert, and uh, I woke up, I was still pretty inebriated, and I thought bees had swarmed my tent and stung my face. So I was running around shirtless in a drunken rage telling everyone that bees were attacking and to run for their lives. <laughs> and I only knew this because my neighbors told me. Like, Dude, you have the best out, stories. Oh, uh, it was great. So the next day I'm like, man, my face is all swollen. And they're like, yeah, that's because you face planted on a trailer. I was like, oh, I told everybody like African killer bees were on the loose <laughs> and I barely survived. And they're like, yeah, that's because you drank a bottle of Jim Beam. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that might have something uh, to do with it. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you do have the best drinking stories, my friend. 
I'm like uh, the Rain Man. Like I'm, a, I'm an autistic savant of drinking stories. You I have did, a whole bunch, dude. Yeah, I can even like partially black out and I remember almost everything. You need to write a book. Shit, I did fucked up. It would be very long. The problem is I'd get fucked up halfway through the book and probably delete it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> just start over. And I, and then add. I deleted an entire book that I just fucking wrote. Yeah. That's uh, a good idea. So here's some actual <clears throat> news stories that I can actually see the information and not just wing it through. Uh, wireless in-flight entertainment expanding in the sky soon. For business and leisure travels alike. This is from MSNBC.com, by the way. For business and leisure travelers alike, a frustrating part of flying is the lack of access to wireless services for work or entertainment. But that will change soon as an increasing numbers of airlines install equipment that will allow passengers to connect to the Internet according to new reports released Thursday. Only 80 planes today have access to streaming wireless in-flight entertainment. But that number is forecast to reach nearly 9,000 aircraft by 2021 allowing passengers far more options for entertainment and communication, according to the reports. Okay, let's go this way before you finish this. Okay. Does this blow up the theory, because we all know about Alec Baldwin not getting off his phone with hordes of friends and getting kicked off the plane. For, what, 15 years now we've heard no Game Boys, no smartphones, no no Walkmans even back in the day, if you want to go way back, no iPods. So does that blow up that theory, or is this just a more controlled way to do it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I would always, there's always that great debate, like, because the guy who does that when they tell you to turn it off that causes a problem is just delaying your flight, so I hate that guy. But by the same token, if we've been lied to this whole time... Oh, I think we've been lied to. Well, I don't know. I think there are some devices that can interfere with certain equipment, <clears throat> but um, there's so many redundant systems on a plane, I would think that it wouldn't really be that big a deal. I don't know. I'm well, my whole thing, like, back in the day, I had, like, a Game Boy Advance, and if uh, a double A-cell video game system can take down a 747, right? No, that's I pretty don't. damn scary. Here, here's what I think it is. All right. I think they want you to pay attention to the in-flight, uh, your seatbelts here, the, the oxygen mask drops. I think they want you to pay attention to that. So they're like, okay, put all that shit away. And the only way they could get people to do it was by scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. That's my theory. Maybe, because if, if, if the girl's trying to tell you how to use your seatbelt and you're on your Game Boy, and then the plane, there's trouble with the plane... Then they, you could sue them. Right. I, I see it legally, but I guess it's like a comedy show. How many comedy shows have you done where the MC gets up and is like, everybody turn your phones on, vibrate, you know, don't tweet, don't... Dude. And then 30 seconds later, the phone rings, and it's it's always, like, some rap song, or it's always, like, some, like, Weezer song or something blaring. Right. Someone has the loudest phone on earth, and they're like, they don't know how to turn it off. That's what blows my mind. If you're that dumb with a phone, turn the damn thing off. So maybe, I, I can see that. I'm good for the airport, then, or the airlines, uh, for getting people to pay attention to the safety rules by scaring the shit out of them. If, it I mean, makes sense. comedy shows, like... If uh, you live tweet during this comedy show or use a camera, your head will explode. Then maybe only four phones will go off a show. I've been doing comedy twenty years, right? When I first started, you wouldn't people wouldn't think to pull out their cell phones, Even, and some people had them. It's they AD, just weren't that rude. It's ADD generation. But now these yeah. these I see people just like not even paying attention to the show, and it and. It's not just me, because, um, I, I mean, I see it with all kinds of... I mean, big name acts, you just paid 40 bucks to see this headliner. <clears throat> and you're going to sit there on your iPhone and text? I, I've seen One him. guy's sitting there last week just having a conversation. Hey, how's it going? 
Yeah, what's going on with you? Oh, I'm at some fucking comedy show. Yeah, the comic's a fucking tool, dude. I'm like, hey, man. And I, you're not exaggerating at all. I've seen a headliner rip a phone out of someone's hand and throw it against a wall. And it caused a fist fight. I saw that in Minnesota. It was ridiculous. But by the same token, you know, this guy's trying to entertain 150 people. It's insulting. 20 bucks. It's, not, it's more than insulting the comic. It's insulting to the people that came to pay attention. They want to watch the show. Right. Bobby Lee, one night, uh, from Mad TV. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, took somebody's him, phone say. and put it down in his underwear and wouldn't give it back to the dude and was like, you're going to have to come get it. And the guy was like, fuck you, give me my phone. And he like wouldn't give it to him the whole Good. show. It Good. was, Yeah, it was awesome. So, uh, okay, uh, TSA pats down four-year-old after she hugs grandma. <clears throat> A four-year-old girl was patted down recently by the TSA at Wichita after she embraced her grandma at the security checkpoint. Michelle... Bredemeyer, the girl's mother, wrote about the incident on her Facebook page last week. She said the trouble began when her daughter Isabel successfully passed through security, but then ran to hug her grandmother, who had triggered an alarm and had been asked to sit and wait and await a pat down. In fairness, my grandma used me as a drug mule, so uh... she did. I remember that time you were on that gig, and she planted that black tar heroin in your bag. Yeah, she'd be like, "Shove this condom full of heroin up your ass," and my grandma. I don't think that's appropriate. I'm four. And she's like, do it. And I was like, fine. She said, do you want to see grandma go to jail? Exactly. They can't arrest four-year-olds. They can pat them down, but that's usually fun, right? Yeah. No. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's really fucked up that these guys would even, we would even have people, just let people on the fucking plane, man. You know? Seriously. If Unless there's like, a bunch of shady dudes. Personally, I think the government knows who the dirt balls are, and if they and they come up on lists, but uh, I don't think the you know I don't know why they're doing. I think it's a control deal. Uh, but anyway, uh, TV's Frozen Planet boosts Antarctica's cruise bookings. Now you know a lot of people wouldn't think when you think I'm going to book a cruise, you think like maybe the Caribbean or somewhere like that. Right. But uh, my sister went on a cruise to uh, Alaska, and she said it was awesome. She said they saw all, all kinds of awesome wildlife, and uh, it was fun and, and interesting and neat. I mean, if you don't mind the cold a little bit, um, she said it was a fantastic time. Ooh. The thing that would scare me about that is you always read these stories about the drunken cruise boat captains, like, tipping over, like, the guy, what was a year ago in Italy? Yeah. If you tip over in Antarctica, you're probably screwed. Yeah, you're going to freeze to death. Yeah. You're not going to, I mean, you could swim maybe a half a mile, and then you're going to, you're going to hypothermia. You could recreate the Titanic scene if you're with your girlfriend, though. King was, of the world. Right. Well, I was thinking the end where... Oh, it would be yeah. rough for my where girlfriend, though. Oh, where boy, I, could, I don't know if I want to reenact where I where he died. I feel bad for my girlfriend because I would be on top of the door and I'd be like, "Sorry, there's only room for one." <laughs> <laughs> Swim, honey. Swim. You're a stronger swimmer. Oh boy. I'm very cold. Um, KOA campgrounds are upgrading like crazy. Uh, I've never used the KOA campgrounds um but i always see them when i'm traveling and i always thought it's kind of cool people going and <clears throat> hitting the campgrounds you know you still see those everywhere too like you would have thought they would have been but they're everywhere if well, you're on the road you, you see them everywhere living in a city you don't know they're still around. check this out come around here look at this let me read this to you imagine staying in a brand new beach house on stilts 
in North Carolina. You can park your car underneath Carolina Beach House style. You have a deck, a gas grill, microwave, AC, flat screen TV, and linens included. You can swim in the ocean or a community pool, sing karaoke, or attend a pancake breakfast. Where are you? At the campgrounds of America, staying at the Deluxe Sky Cabin, due to be ready in May. They start at $130 a night, 180 wow. in peak season. That's equivalent to the price of so many so-so beachfront hotel rooms. That's dirt cheap for beachfront. And it's awesome. The picture's really cool. It's a little house, and you park your car right under this little house. The house is on stilts. I'm just afraid, what if the house falls down right on your car? But it doesn't look like that would happen. They look pretty sturdy. They're probably built for hurricanes. Yeah, they look sturdy as hell. Um, Chairman Jim Rogers tells me that despite crazy gas prices, advanced reservations, he calls them camper nights, are up about 4.4%. That's significant. But he says more than 50% of campers tend to come from home that night, way up from five or six years ago. That's a clear indication that trips are shorter. But uh, anyways, that, I just think that's kind of cool. That really redefines camp. That's my way of camping. Yeah, that's not even really camping, dude. Well, see, I'm white trash, so 90% of my vacations until I was about 26 were camping, which meant me and 10 drunken hilljacks getting a tent, getting drunk, and waking up at 4 in the morning with hypothermia. Right. And a bad back. So, like, if I'm going to camp, like, that's that's my way to camp. Yeah, it seems pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, full gas grill. I'm on board. Yeah, I think I'm with it. Yeah, plus, you can tell people you were camping. They think you're rustic. They think you have survival skills. I'm, I'm a, that's good. Yeah, but really, you're full of shit, and you're sitting there watching a flat-screen TV. In your hot tub with a gas <laughs> yeah. right behind you. Oh, boy, I really like camping in the outdoors, you know, really roughing it out here. <laughs> yeah, I had to walk a quarter mile to the McDonald's. It's pretty rough out here in the wilderness. It is. I had to send my butler out for lobster. Um, here is another story. This comes from usatoday.com. Check this shit out. Are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, I uh, I tolerate them for what they are. Horror on the high seas with Saw movie cruise set for summer. Fans of the horror movie Saw and its many sequels will have a chance to meet the stars or the franchise on what's being billed as the first official Saw movie cruise. The five-night group sailing aboard the 2,974-passenger Carnival Glory will kick off August 11th, New York and include stops uh, in two eastern Canadian port towns, St. John and New Brunswick, and Halifax, Nova Scotia. Organizers say participants will be able to meet, dine, and take photos with such Saul notables as Costas Mendelor Hoffman, or the puppet scene in the films also will be aboard and available for photos. Also aboard will be Dan Yeager, who stars as Leatherface in the new movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. And with each ticket sold... A star of one of the horror films will actually chop your arm off and mail it to a friend. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say. I made up that last part. I figured you did. Okay. That would add an element of danger, though. It would. One person will be brutally murdered on this Saul Cruise. That definitely raises the bar. Out of 2,974 passengers, we're just going to kill one person. Right. It's like, hey, you paid for it. Sign the waiver. I'll pay extra if I'm the guy who can get killed. (laughs) Some fanboy. Oh, check this out. Another patron collapses at Vegas Heart Attack Grill. I heard about this, too. First of all, 
It's called the Heart Attack Grill. You didn't see this coming? Don't eat there. You know, I wouldn't go to, like, the Punch You in the Dick Cafe because I know what's coming. Could I get a coffee? Yeah. Pow. Punch you in the dick. Exactly. It's called the Punch You in the Dick Cafe. This is the Heart Attack Grill. What do you get when you go to the Heart Attack Grill? A heart attack. <laughs> Duh. Well, here's the thing about this story that blew my mind, too. Okay, clearly the people they're eating here are not leading healthy lifestyles. No, they don't give a shit. So it's not like they're like <laughs> vegans. They ran a marathon. They came in and eat a bacon triple cheeseburger, and they're instantly filled with like no, cholesterol you, and drop dead. Like you're saying, these people are are they're fat. One foot in the yeah, grave anyway. Right? Yeah. So right. Like, they go for the shock value in this story, and I understand it. It's ironic. It's pretty funny, but it's not like. <laughs> Like uh, Michael Phelps went in there and had a French fry and just doubled over with right, right. quadruple bypass surgery on next day slated. So, yeah. Well, apparently this woman, um, it says uh, she was a patron at the Vegas Diner, infamous for its calorie-laden menu and waitresses in medical garb. That's pretty funny. Has suffered an apparent heart attack there. Um, the second one since February. Heart attack grill owner John Basso. Johnny Basso. Forget about it. Somebody's dying. Bada bing. Uh, told Vegas KVVU that the woman collapsed while eating a double bypass burger. Irony. Saturday night. They should just call that the irony special. Well, how many people do that for a goof before they finally... That's a dangerous place to have a heart attack because you know some drunken asshole like 22 years oh, old. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, look at this burger. So delicious. <laughs> and he high-fives his buddies. And meanwhile, there's some fat chick in the back, like, on the floor, turning blue. Right. The 8,000-calorie quadruple... 8,000-calorie wow, quadruple bypass burger with four half-pound beef patties, eight slices of cheese, a whole tomato, and a half onion served on a lard-coated bun. Why you gotta coat the bun in lard? Why not? Has been called one of the world's <laughs> worst junk foods. Other menu items includes butterfat milkshakes and flatliner fl- fries cooked in lard. After the first incident... The AP reports the Washington, D.C.-based officials for the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine said they sent a letter to the heart attack girl's owner asking him to declare moral bankruptcy and close the restaurant. Oh, what, you know what? What do you think um, our boy um, Johnny Basso is going to say to that? Fuck you! Bada bang! <laughs> I, I got your flat line of fries in my pants, bitch. I was in a, a casino one time and I was really hungover, so of course I got the worst thing on the menu. I ate a Cajun meatloaf tower. Ooh, that sounds good, though. It was good, but oh my god, I was I had, I had like acute cramping. It was it was horrifying. It was not worth it at all. But by the same token. I didn't order the Cajun meatloaf tower and be like, you know what, this will be a light snack before I... Right, you knew what you were getting into. Right. Well, that's it, man. That's the news. We did it. Fascinating. That is the travel shit that is going on right now. So you got some gigs on the road coming up? Yeah, I am at the Tampa Improv on the, I believe the second or the third, something like that, and and I'm headlining, and then Tommy Davidson comes in and takes a good night, he headlines. Of course. And then I come back the following Wednesday and headline another show there, and then I'm coming home, I think, and then L.A., so, I think L.A., if not somebody, if I don't go to L.A., I'm going to go someplace where you go, is he crazy, why did he go there? I'm going to go someplace, you know, worth talking about gotcha. raise the stakes a little but i think i have this project in la that i have to go see what's going on with um i hear you hear 
That's LA talk right there, by the way. It is. I, it I've is. got something. It's uh, really uh, big, and I'm going to be a millionaire off it, maybe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reading of a script for a pilot, probably. It is. No, it's it's a pilot. <laughs> it's a pilot, but it's not. Nice. I got. I already. It's it's a uh, already a done deal. I just um um. I don't have to read for it. I'm already in. I just don't know what the deal. There's a lot of other factors and this and that. Uh, no, I hear you. But yeah, it looks good. It looks like I'm going to be going out there to uh, try to put help put this project together, which is neat. Uh, will be neat for me yeah. to go see what the Hollywood's like for a minute and uh, check that whole scene out. Cool. Um, maybe have an earthquake or something happen and have some funny stories when I get home, you know? Yeah, enough for a, enough for a good podcast or two. Nothing dangerous. Hell yeah, man. A good mudslide, maybe. A riot, something like that. Yeah, and I, the cool thing is I know I know some cool people in L.A., and uh, I, I think I'll get some good interviews out there, maybe even some celebrity guests. So that'll be cool. That'll really uh, help the podcast out. Yeah, nothing else. You can get a homeless guy impersonating a celebrity. So. Dude, there are some interesting homeless people in L.A., there are uh, the big cities is what's funny. Even the homeless people are more talented than in smaller towns. Like you go out to Vegas, even the crappy lounge act is more talented than any band that's come through your favorite bar in right. the last four years. And they're working like the six a.m. shift outside I'm, the Kino machine. Like it's fantastic. So yeah, even the homeless people, in big cities have to step it up. You know they do because they have a lot of competition to get that money. It's like uh, capitalism for homeless people. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember having run-ins with the bums in L.A. that were, like, kind of aggressive and shit. Yeah. Like, could I have a dollar? No. Well, fuck you, motherfucker. And you're like, wow, man. Holy hell, dude. Relax. Yeah. It's crazy. I got met by a homeless guy in an alley once, and I just got paid for a gig. And, of course, I had exactly $102. I had a $100 bill and two ones. And I always put the big bill on the outside. This guy, like, jumped me as I got out of my car. I was like, hey, I need a dollar to get a bus. This is the classic story. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, you said this six months ago. How expensive is this bus? So I reached in, I grabbed the inside dollar and pulled it out because I knew if I pulled out 100, I was getting stabbed. Right. So, like, yeah, there's just little things like that you got to know when you, you deal with homeless people. Yeah. In, in general, just because, you know, there's a reason why most people choose to live on a cold street. It's like they're probably crazy. 80, right. 85% of the time. Or they're, you know, they have a job and they want to make some extra money. You see that too. The classic homeless guy that walks around a corner and gets in his SUV and drives to his house. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've had the whole deal where it's like, oh, dude, my car broke down and I need a little money for gas. And then, like, two days later, you're at the same bar and the same dude walks up. Hey, yep. man, my car broke down and I'm out of gas. And you're like, man, you already used that one. You need some new material, dude. Right, exactly. You need it's to like freshen being up your Yeah, like, yeah, come on, come up with some new stuff. Yeah, at least give me some sort of show or something, you exactly. know, before you fuck me. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, that's all the time we got for today, folks. Thanks for coming in, Chris Cohen. You got any shows you want to plug around Columbus? Uh, the Columbus Comedy Festival is this weekend. Uh, it's kind of a big local comedy festival. Uh, it's got a little bit of improv, a little bit of sketch, a little bit of stand-up. That's so cool. It uh, was started uh, a couple years back, and uh, it's kind of got some steam. I'm actually going to be featured in Columbus Alive uh, tomorrow awesome. as one of the five uh, local acts. And uh, hopefully the interview doesn't make me seem like too much of a dick, but I can't promise anything. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I've had I've had bad interviews. I've had interviews where like the guy seems really nice, and then you read and and he like just beats you all to hell. 
I don't think that'll happen with Alive. There's no, there's Alive solid. actually is very supportive of local people. They'll probably be great. really good to you. I did get trashed in the Alive once, though. Yeah, that means they're good people then. Yeah, that means they, they're excellent <laughs> the judges. I feel a lot yeah. better now. I no, dude, they, they really fucked me up. But, you know, whatever. It was it was that the kid was trying to fuck some one, this comedian girl, and he was a writer for Alive. He comes out to the show, and... He thinks that if he writes good about her and shits on everybody else, uh, she, yeah. Man. So he wrote this thing, and, and that's he, not on them. That's on a cockblocking douchebag, you know. Well, this guy did. It was an open mic, and this dude did uh, like ten minutes on beating up retarded people. Oh God! And and I had to follow him, so I go on and I said my opening joke was something like, uh, "Hey, you know what? That last guy. How about what a douchebag, huh?" I said, that guy, what a dick. You, you don't go around beating up retarded people. That is just wrong. Plus, you'll bang up your knuckles. They wear helmets. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it got a laugh. But the guy didn't write that I was making fun of the oh, dude for made making fun like of retarded people. It. He made it seem like I was the one just getting on stage making fun of beating up retarded. It's like, no, dude, I was making fun of the dude for that. Right. Yeah, so whoever that dude is, he might be the biggest tool I ever met in my life. And it's funny because I, like, killed that night, and uh, he said, uh, Jake Annarino is a glorified open micer. And I was like... See, they're very supportive of local arts, just anything. They're great about that. They have the best of. They're always Yeah, that's what shocked me. I'm like, they're usually so good. He's probably gone. They're pretty pretty stand-up. I've read their stuff, and they're so Yeah, the Alive's not like that. They're usually really cool. Right. So I bet they did get rid of that tool bag. It is funny, though. There was an interview that I did with my one of my my best friends, my college roommate of three years, and the local paper from my hometown interviewed us. It's a small, super small paper, right? So the only picture we had together that was even remotely recent where we weren't just, like, totally, like, smoking cigarettes or, like, you know, peeing on something, whatever, was this one where we were both really hammered after I won a contest. And he had won the Funniest Person contest in Columbus right before that. So his wife takes a picture of me and him, drunk, like, way too, like, heads too close together. Like, we look kind of amorous in the picture. It's pretty horrible. Oh, jeez. So, whatever. But then they wrote this article, and the article was fine until about halfway through, and it was like, Camp and Cohen have shared a special bond since they lived together for three years. So oh, like, no. I'm like, oh, no, now we're gay. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, and I have no problem with gay people. It's just, when you you're wanna... straight, you don't want people to think you're gay. And I'm sure gay people don't want to be called straight. You know, it fucks up your game. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, throw myself out there, and there's a picture of me and uh, my buddy, like, hugging on each other, and uh, talking about us living together and our special bond, so needless to say, uh, just an innocent article can turn left or right really quick. Oh, they post one picture of a guy sucking a dick, and all of a sudden he's a fag. I don't get it. Well, the good news is I, I got laid by a bunch of dudes for, like, the next six months <laughs> yeah, after but that, man, so. I was super popular at the gay <laughs> yeah, bars after It was that. awesome for, like, six months. And I'm like, write another article. Come on. Do you know when you're going up on this uh, deal this weekend? Uh, I'm going up Friday. Uh, 8.30 is when my slot starts. I'm going to be towards the back end Where of the show. Where is it? It's at Wild Goose Creative. Uh, it's a local theater. They uh, also do the Monday Night Live shows there, which is like a local sketch comedy thing that they do. Sweet. And um, and the Alive comes out tomorrow also? Yeah. You or can, today, I should say. This comes right. out. The, I'm uh, going to post this tomorrow. So Wild Goose Creative has a website. Also, ColumbusIsFunny.com is a, uh, a website that has the details. Plus, my website has my showtime. So check it out if you're interested, if you're uh, local in Columbus, Ohio. And once again, you can uh, follow uh, Chris Cohen on Twitter at... Chris Cohen Comedy on Twitter, uh, and that's 
C-O-E-N. I'm Reprobate2012 on Twitter. Follow us. We will follow you back because um, we, we uh, might want to come to your house and uh, molest you. you. You never know with us. Also, uh, um, we check out our Facebook fan page. And thanks for supporting the show, everybody, and listening. We're going to be going to some cool cities and broadcasting from all over the United States in the, in the coming months. Uh, I'm going to have celebrity guests. We're going to have a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that stuff, folks. Uh, um, if, if you love travel and you love comedy, uh, then, then you know where to, that, that you can depend on us a couple times a week for a podcast letting you in on the, the latest travel news, travel gadgets, travel tips, travel funny stories, embarrassing shit. Um, and um, if you email me, I will mail you a um, bag of marijuana. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't do that. I'm just kidding. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Thanks, Cohen. No problem. Smoke weed. That's 48 minutes. Nice. Almost 49 minutes. Yeah, that was good. <laughs>